You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Welcome back, everyone. It's John, Jonathan, and our special guest, Dan Kale. We're going to get into that, but I want to ask you a question. Have you ever felt out of the loop? I want to say I <laughs> fell out of the loop this morning from the get-go because I'm around two bike riders. I uh, showed up today and <laughs> immediately... <laughs> he's an e-bike rider, which I'll leave that up to your own interpretation if that's bike riding or not. But it's even beyond me. So I want to encourage you for those that are in the loop and out of the loop, this podcast is for you. Or if you're a bike rider or not, we've got two bike riders here, an e-bike rider, if that's bike riding, and then a road bike, mountain bike rider, extraordinaire, and our special guest. Yeah. I don't know. Do you do dirt bikes? Ooh. Ooh, it's it's been years. So when I was much, much younger. Okay. Yeah. But you're not opposed to it. I, I, no, I'm not anti BMX. <laughs> All in right, today's, awesome. Day, you know, in today's society, that could be a problem. You, you know, can't be anti anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were anti one wheel. You just said that off off the record. Not anti. I just put it on the record. Yeah. Inexperienced. I, I would say that that's more of an expression of fear. I, I would be very fearful <laughs> yeah, of getting I, on a unicycle. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty and vulnerability. But yes, that voice you're hearing right there, that's our special guest, Dan Kale. And Dan, why don't you just start off sharing a little bit about you, what you do, yeah. and uh, then we'll get into this podcast. Yeah. So, thanks for having me. Honored to be You're here. You're very welcome. Uh, been friends and, and uh, connected with you guys for a number of years, so it's, it's cool to do this with you. Thanks a lot. Um, oh, wait. I need to say this real quick. I yeah. feel like you have a voice fit for radio. Voice? It just sounds great. Okay. Now, that's a lot I better don't... than hearing you have a face fit for radio. <laughs> that's not a compliment. What he right. shared with you is most definitely a compliment. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I, thank you. I don't need another job, but I'll, I'll keep it in mind. Okay. Uh, retirement or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I am, let's see, I founded Trailhead Christian Counseling here in the Valley about seven years ago. I uh, was just on my own at that at that time and started working out of churches. And now there are a number of us. There's, I think, five or six counselors in the valley doing this work, and we do. We partner with churches. So, from well, lately, so it's been from Parachute to Aspen, uh, and we have about seven different churches in the valley where we offer uh, professional counseling services. We have counselors, coaches, pastoral counselors, social workers, kind of, kind of a mix of everything with different areas of specialty. Um, my background, I've done, I've done a lot of like nonprofit work. I've done works work in the courts. Uh, I was a school counselor for seven years, and uh, spent a few years doing some crisis counseling too before uh, stepping into this role that I'm in now. So, uh, variety of experiences and background, and then, and then I've got a family of my own, which is which is a whole other, <laughs> a whole other <laughs> en- endeavor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can personally say from my own life and experience, I, uh, I'm not sure how many years ago, about four or five, but I received some counsel from you and some real help in a family issue that I had. So I'm a personal witness to how God can use you. So I'm looking forward yeah. to how he uses you on this podcast today. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah. I have not been counseled by you. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I have had some professional counsel before. Um, and for those who are listening, I think a lot of people are afraid to go get counseling for something that they're facing in their life. They think they can either do it themselves or they share it with a few close friends. But a lot of times those people aren't really equipped to really help you navigate what you're trying to go through. So people who are listening, 
I would say embrace that method. I mean, that's it's a tool and a resource that really helps you process things. I know we both can attest to the fact that when we went through counseling, it really helped us move past traumatic events, things mm-hmm. that happened in our lives. So I encourage the listener, don't be afraid to go get professional counseling from someone. It's a tremendous tool. I think it's a God-given tool. Yeah, it's you know, we talk about it a lot and I I, I do counseling myself with somebody on, on a monthly basis because uh, stuff comes up, you know, when yeah. we least expect it, things come up, you know, whether it's as, uh, you know, a spouse, a parent, a professional, um, whatever, things things come up and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to somebody about this. And having a neutral party to be able to yeah, do that. Like I'll sure. talk to friends that, about stuff. That's a good stuff, way to put it. They sort of, you know, friends will sometimes, you know, just kind of give you a pat on the back and give you some encouragement or whatever, which is great. You know, we need that. <laughs> but buy some, the Starbucks drink for you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> still really hurting. Yeah. But sometimes we need, we need people to challenge us. And, yeah. and I see Christian counseling a lot as in, in the same way that I see discipleship, you know, coming alongside and, and hearing your story and walking with you mm-hmm. and, um, offering uh scripture and wisdom and and uh how to apply those things and uh create a change of mind and a change of heart so obviously i'm a big believer in it (laughs) it's great well we could talk about a numerous amount of different ways we could have this podcast go but really the direction we wanted to talk about today was parenting which again is another area that i'm out of the loop like bike riding i don't have any kids (laughs) and we both uh, do you want a couple i i I can loan you some (laughs) jonathan probably you know this is going on the podcast i was gonna say we could edit that out but uh no i'm okay but i hear you know the best time to prepare for something is probably before the fact so i'm still engaged if you don't have kids stay connected to this podcast but i'm looking forward to learning so let's get started on that all right Jonathan, you actually have kids. Maybe you can point them in a direction in parenting that oh, you would well, want some insight I just in. Know, um, I think it was right before COVID, maybe 2019, you did a special class at our church. Oh, yeah. I think kids battling giants or kids facing giants. Yeah. And one point that you that you uh, touched on was, I think it was some stuff, you know, that Brene Brown even said, but really the art of empathy when you're dealing with kids yeah. is a huge deal. And I'm learning that. Uh, every day because, you know, there's so many things that are not a big deal to you as an adult, but it is the world to your kid when they're going through it. And to learn that art of empathy is like, uh, it's a skill and I'm still really working on it. I'm wondering, I mean, you don't have to go directly in that vein, but along those lines, how do you relate to your kids in a way that you're not like, Hey, we're best friends, but you're able to relate to them so you can direct them and guide them in the way that they need to go. Yeah. That's a great place to start. I, I think that's a really good place. Well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you teed it up for him, man. Yeah. It would have been awkward if I had said, yeah, I don't want to talk about that, Jonathan. <laughs> next, kids. I'll pass. Next, <laughs> next topic. Um, so I, I made a couple of notes before coming in here. And one of the things that, that uh, I was thinking about and, and praying about a bit last night was, you know, what, what is healthy parenting? What does that look like in, in our culture? And, uh, what I feel like the Lord sent me was, you know, healthy parenting is leadership. It yeah. looks like leadership. Yeah. And what does healthy leadership look like? Well, I think health, and we were just talking about this before we got on healthy leadership looks like discipleship. Yeah. Right. So are you, are you leading and discipling your kids? Uh, are you are you applying what you know about leadership in your life to your parenting? Hmm. And 
if you're not, or you're not sure how to lead, or if you have leadership skills, then then I say, you know, take a class, read a book, uh, start start focusing in on those skills, on those leadership mm-hmm. skills. We're all we're all called to be leaders in some way mm-hmm. or another, right? Yeah, yeah. And so when I when I think about how I how I lead people, whether it's whether it's clients or or the people in our practice that I work with, it's really about. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm going to use your language. It's okay. about sewing. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> right. What's the second part? <laughs> growing. So sewing and growing. Right. And that's nice. how, right. That is how. Made me smile, Dan. Thanks. That, that's how people grow is kind of that idea of, you know, cultivating mm-hmm. the soil and, and preparing it. Yeah. And, and, and that whole empathy piece is huge uh, because if we can't, if we can't compassionately listen to our kids and the things that they're going through and make a connection, like a loving connection to them, uh, then they're basically just going to be under that unhealthy leadership, like feeling like I'm the dictator. I'm here to right. tell them what to do, how to live, make things right. Um, and, and that kind of cuts off their, that, that cuts off their creativity, mm. right? And their, their ability to like learn and grow for themselves. Yeah. They, you know, kids need to experience life. They need to experience the good, the bad, and the ugly, and and we're to walk alongside them and disciple them. So so I'm sitting here with two awesome girl dad bike riders and <laughs> girl dad <laughs> bike riders. I and I just want to say, can you probably have good examples of this? Um, what is a good example of an area where you need to be empathetic with your child, where it seems like a dilemma? It seems like something that they're struggling to understand that seems really clear to you. Do mm-hmm. any of you have a story that you could share on that? Yeah, I'll give you a story. (laughs) I'll give you a story about uh, about a time that we did it wrong. Oh, hey, I appreciate that. Right? Yeah. So let's let's be humble here. Um, (laughs) One of our kids at one point was—I don't remember how the conversation started—but we were just talking about like the months of the year, and and this is a few years ago, and it became evident that she didn't know all the months, uh, let alone the order of them, and. How old was she? She was nah, 11, 12. Okay. okay. Probably, right. you know, old enough. To, old enough to, old enough to where know. you as a father wanted her to know that information. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was just kind of, you know, it stopped us in our tracks as parents. And our impulse was to respond in a way that was like, how do you not know this? Mm. What, mm. you know, and. What what happened, and I saw it physically happening, it, it was the most awful thing, and, and maybe that's why I remember it so clearly. Just this uh, this wash of shame overcame her mm-hmm. in, in that moment that we were like questioning, because it was the how we were questioning, not like, oh, is this, you, you didn't know this? Like, do you, do you want to know? Do you want us to show you? Do you- uh, We can help it, you. Has this been something that's been embarrassing, like when you've been in school mm-hmm. and not known, right? So kind of like- empathetically coming alongside and being like, I've had things like that too. Yeah. You know, it, you know, there were, there were, there was a period of my life where I I couldn't figure out times tables or whatever it was, you know, where I, I I still can't. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are real and vulnerable in this. (laughs) What what are times tables? (laughs) Um, But, but we didn't do that. We just sort of passed judgment and questioned. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that came from our own feelings of inadequacy of being like, okay, we have failed her. And, mm-hmm. but then we put it back on her. Well, yeah. she, she got really embarrassed and she actually ran out the back door and went into uh-huh. the backyard. Aww. And like, if she was an ostrich, she probably would have had her head in the, in the ground. <laughs> the ground. And, oh, 
And, and I just, I, I felt awful in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was a learning experience for me, I, I think for both of us as parents. Yeah. So yeah, that would be an yeah. example of what that's not a, to do. Jonathan. That's good. I mean, <laughs> that is good. being able to process that after the fact and being like, you know, this was probably embarrassing for her at school, all this kind of stuff, putting yourself in their shoes. Again, I mean, you said you did it wrong, but that helps prepare you to do it right the next time. That's right. Um, I have one. Well, I've done this wrong a number of times. I'm learning to do it better. But, um, you know, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And my three-year-old, um, she's, you know, she's not developed enough yet to really understand consequences. Or when you say, hey, like, we're going. Like, what I've realized is that if you tell, if your daughter's right in the middle of playing and having a great time, and then you say, we're leaving. That's very hard for them to process. And they have a meltdown. Right. So <laughs> Yeah. And so, but you got to realize, like, I mean, just being able to, to, to kind of relate to her, her brain is not developed enough yet to be able to understand and process something in a split second, like an adult. So it's, it's really like you're shattering their world in a moment. <laughs> and um, I would just be like, oh my gosh, but my wife really helped me learn this. And so now we always give warnings. We say, hey, we're going to be leaving soon. So in five minutes, we're going to clean up. And then you give them that mental warning so yeah. they can be thinking about it and then we say hey two minutes and then we're leaving okay and then you get them to verbally agree with you yes all right then when it comes time to leave they've already had you know 10 15 minutes to process that event that's going to happen right so that's when that's really helped me i used to just be like what's wrong with you grow up but um there there are some physiological mental things that just really aren't there yet when it comes to kids yeah and you got to you got to be aware of those things you know, I just wanted to ask if I'm picking something up that's actually there from what's been shared already. I like how you mentioned what is healthy parenting. It looks like leading and what is healthy leading look like. It looks like discipleship. And really, especially if you're in a, a marketplace or a business, you're going to probably want to invest in your leadership. And are you le- leading by taking those things and applying them to your family? And that sounds like an integration and a life that's integrated mm-hmm. opposed to disintegrated. Now, disintegration yes. mm-hmm. isn't normally a good thing in most areas, but even what you shared with your empathy with your daughter, that an empathetic approach to this is, hey, like, was there embarrassment in that? I know what that's like. I've experienced, if you can integrate your life to a greater degree, you're going to have better success at empathy. Is that a yeah. connection you can make? I think that's fair. I think it's, it, it is that, that piece of vulnerability and, and openness. And, you know, we, some things we should, should share with our kids and some, yeah, some that's things a good they're one. not ready for. Right. <laughs> yeah, it might right. be a little heavy, but uh, always those opportunities to, to make a personal connection. Mm. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I'm going to check on the recording real quick. All right. We don't have a, third guy back there monitoring everything so i every once in a while i go check yeah every now and then uh well actually it's only happened once thankfully we record a whole podcast and we'll go back there and something (laughs) turned off man that's gold material uh but actually it had stopped recording (laughs) we're still good all right yeah and and i think you know with with regards to that kind of that discipleship and the leadership the the other thing i want to say is you know we're we're stewards of our children uh, we've been, th- they've been given to us as a gift yeah. to, to watch over and pass along wisdom and, and to walk with, but they are their own people, you know, and they're going to, they're, they're going to disappoint us at times because we create in our minds, like who we think they should be or who we want mm-hmm. them to be. Um, 
And, and sometimes we do know as parents, we, we might even know a little bit better than they do uh, who they are. Um, but they are still, they are still a creation yeah. of, of God. And and not just of our own of our own flesh, you know. We we joke and and I'll joke like you know one of my kids in particular is like mini me, you know. She's a lot like me, looks a lot like me, acts a lot like me, thinks a lot like me. But she's still her own person. She has gifts and qualities and attributes that I don't have, and yeah. I don't know where they came from. Yeah. Um. And so honor is a big part of that. Honoring who they yeah. are, who they are created to be. And not putting things on them that 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 they yeah. don't have, you know, unrealistic expectations. Yeah, I would imagine that that empathy and you know, by nature and just how biology works, you're older than your children. You've had life experiences that your children have not yet had. So therefore, you're trying to be empathetic with where they're at, but you know some of the actions that they're taking and the consequences of those actions will go a different way. I'm just picturing like a child who has a jalapeno in their hand and they've tasted a cucumber. They think it's going to be great. Like, don't eat it. Like, it's not going to be like a cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. They bite into it where you might be really strong and dogmatic beforehand, but you have to allow them to live out mm, some of those experiences. Yeah. Yep. That's got to be a really hard thing to walk in balance. It mm. it is it's it's really hard to to watch your kids fail and I and I totally understand those parents that uh, that want to jump in and rescue you know but it's one of the worst things that we can do really um, is is to rescue them from the hardships of life life is hard um, it's it's difficult and and we live in a broken world with sinful people uh, us being one of them <laughs> and so there's all kinds of challenges let not not. Not to mention, you know, the challenge of evil that presents itself yeah. on a regular basis. Um, and so there, there's a lot to contend with. Mm. Yeah. How do you, so are your uh, girls in private school or public school? Public. Okay. And that sets my question up. All <laughs> right. Well, it can happen in private school too. So, you know, just with the way, you know, education is going um, on a grand scale, we don't see a whole lot of it here in the Valley yet, but it is creeping in some of these ideas and stuff that we as Christians don't really align with. How do you navigate, you know, just having your kids in a public school system, you know, fighting against that culture, making sure that they are a light and an influence and not, you know, being corrupted by the things around them? How do you deal with that as a parent? Because my kids aren't in school yet, but I'm like already a little bit panicked about it. Like, yeah. I don't really necessarily know if I want them in that environment, but I also know that they could be a light and an influence, but mm. just that whole, how do you, how do you process Great that? question. It is a good question. I guess for us, it's been, you know, equipping through the, through the process of exposure, you know, is they're exposed to things, um, which they will be, you know, whether they're in private school or public school, yeah. uh, they're going to learn things that maybe we don't want them to learn. Maybe we don't think they're ready to learn. Um, but it's it's a reality of this world, you know, the things that they're going to come into contact with. And so I try uh, as best as I can to create a relationship with my kids that that is accepting, that is compassionate and empathetic. And so that they'll come to me with things yeah. that they'll want to talk to me about the stuff that they're seeing and experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then we can work through those things together. Yes. Uh, the problem with, you know, a, a poor or a weak leadership style would be just sort of, you know, I, I'm going to set the rules and tell you what to do and how to live mm -hmm. that, that doesn't, that doesn't set up relationship in a way that's, um, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of, uh, creates more of that back and forth, you know, that dialogue. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you want to create a relationship that says, you know, when, when the child gets in trouble, you know, there's two ways that they usually can respond to that. They either say, oh, no, I'm in trouble. Don't, I hope my dad doesn't find out. Mm-hmm. Right. Or oh, I'm in trouble. I need to go. I need to go talk to my dad. Yeah. And that's all about relationship based off of love or fear. That's um, right. But there is a flip side of that too. Cause I, you know, I don't think we're called to be like our child's best friend. I mean, you want to be friends <laughs> with them. You want them, you want to be able to relate in an aspect, but you still are their leader. Um, so th- there's a balance yeah. there. Cause you want them to come to you, but if you're just best buds all the time, then that honor that you were talking about, I mean, it has to go both ways Yes, and you kind of lose that. Um, yeah, it's not really a question. I'm just saying <laughs> something. I'm like, come on, answer it, man. Yeah, affirm me. Yeah, yeah affirm me. Validate my opinion. You're you're right, Jonathan. Thank you. Um, no, there's that right. There's that whole <laughs> section, and I love that that first half of I think it's Hebrews 12 that talks about um, discipline. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And discipline being an important part in in raising a child, but also an important part of our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what kind of. Um, <clears throat> What kind of loving father would withhold discipline from their child? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes that discipline is like kind of more like natural consequence type deal. Mm. You know, like I, I don't need to come down on you hard. The the world is going to beat you up over this choice that you yeah. made. Uh, I'm just going to walk alongside you because it's going to be rough. You thought the jalapeno was a cucumber. Yeah. Now your mouth is burning. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask. You know, I think there's a vein of how our conversations go in talking about equipping our children, but also their their own human beings and God's creation and God's doing things, and we can't helicopter over them. Mm-hmm. And the world's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be tough when they're our age. It's tough when it's their age, and they need to be exposed to it. But we have students that are being exposed to so much in life. And they're having a hard time coping with some of these things. I, mm-hmm. I know there's a local school, as a middle schooler who took their own life yeah. just here in our town. And I have, I'm a youth pastor and I hear about bullying that's going on in schools. Mm-hmm. And even some of my students who are apparently bullying that I don't even know about, that I learn about <laughs> and the difficulty of it. And sometimes it feels like something that we as parents or youth leaders don't know how to address, don't know how to, um, we can't really keep kids from being bullied. But how do we build them up and equip them enough to where they can face this culture? So if you can just touch on the bullying yeah. that's going on, maybe on both yeah. sides. Uh, yes. What's going on in kids who are bullying, but also how do we equip our kids to be able to stand in the midst of a bullying school culture? Yeah. Um, I don't want to, I'm going to speak in general terms, you know, okay. every every person, every child that gets kind of mixed up and and some of the bullying stuff has got their own story, you know? So, um, I just want to make it clear that this would be sort of general and not like an an anecdotal thing for everybody. But, uh, you know, typically those who, who bully, uh, who, who are mean to other kids are, they're trying to get a need met usually of some kind or another, you know? And so it's important for us as, as adults to try and understand what that need is, you know, where is this coming from? Is it, uh, is it something that's going on at home? Is it, uh, is it something that's, that's just going on, you know, in their, like in their own hearts, in their minds, uh, something that they're experiencing, or is it a cultural thing? Are they trying to fit in? Are they, um, yeah. What, what exactly is happening? Um, I, I think back, you know, to my life. And there were times that I bullied and there were times that I was bullied, 
<laughs> you know, I, I saw it go both ways and um, I, I regret the way that I handled most of those situations. Um, but I think I learned from them too. So I think with, so I think what's important with that is to, if you find out that you have kids or kids that your own kids or kids you're connected to that are doing bullying, it's, it's pulling them a lot, you know, aside and saying, you know, what's going on, help me understand. It's again, that place of compassion and empathy, that relational and, empathy. Yeah. And, and instead of coming down hard and sometimes, you know, I mean, we do have to come down hard. Sometimes there's discipline that goes with it, but we, we've got to understand what's at the root of that mm. behavior. I, I think what you're communicating, and again, please correct me if you're wrong, but when you have that more dogmatic, what we would look at as ungodly fear-based leadership, and you just like, hey, stop bullying, mm -hmm. you're not going to hear that dialogue from your child where right, you get right. to the root of why they're bullying. They'll go, okay, fine. Like, all right, do I need to be right. in my room for an hour or am I grounded this weekend? <laughs> yeah. But you're not going to get to the root yeah. of it where right. you need that dialogue to get to what's really going on. Well, you might even be, you know, if you if you go overboard with it, you might be throwing gas on the fire. Mm. You know, go let it out on Jimmy tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you make them more angry and more wow. distraught and more upset and wow. and feel like more of a failure. And 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 what happens in those moments? Well, evil takes hold. Wow. You know, the enemy uses that those things as a tool. Um, so we want to be conscientious about mm -hmm. that. I I think what's it's important. It's really important to to equip our kids for that culture that they're going to run into because they are going to experience some bullying at school and then they're going to experience it in college or they're going to experience it at work. Um, and sometimes it's real and sometimes it's perceived. Um, That's a good distinction. And what we don't want to, uh, what we don't want to cultivate in them is kind of a victim mindset, you know, yeah. that they're powerless and that there's nothing that they can do. Um, I, it's not super popular. I, I wish it was, but you look at how Jesus dealt with bullies and he did, you know, with the Pharisees and, and, oh, yeah. and with the government and the naysayers and, and, and all of those. And so point them back to Christ. Mm -hmm. um, now, culturally, that's not a, a real popular approach. And I, I wouldn't even say that it's something that I would be good at doing 100% of the time. Uh, Cause I think it's, it's hard. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not like a pacifist. I'm not one that would say, and I don't think Jesus was either, um, but I'm not one that would say, you know, don't ever defend yourself and, mm -hmm. you know, just, just be meek and, and shrink back and um, sacrifice yourself, you know, that, that kind of mm -hmm. thinking. I don't, I don't think that's the message. Um, but I also don't think it's the message of, you know, well, to defeat bullies, you need to become a bully yourself. Are you telling me to take the approach that my mother would tell me to take when one of my siblings would give me a really hard time? They're like, mom, mom. And they're like, my mom would normally look at me and say, ignore it. Like, move on. Like, you're giving them the energy in what you're doing. Is that something that? Yeah. Ignoring can help. I think there's there's a few approaches. Ignoring, I, I've actually found um, sort of humor to be to be something that can be helpful and so i've worked with kids on that before when i really? was a school counselor and, and like actually developing their humor um to sort of create a joke out of it mm -hmm. so if they're being picked on for something or whatever to like turn it back and 
and and make a joke about it. We do that a lot, actually, as adults. Yeah. I mean, we have friendships. You guys probably do this. I'm looking at Yeah, I, I can imagine like the banter that goes on, but <laughs> we tease each other, right? And we go back and forth and it becomes comical. And sometimes if it hurts, we might speak up and say it like, yeah, yeah ouch. <laughs> like that wasn't so much funny. That was, that kind of hit me in a place mm. that, that, you know, maybe where there's a wound or something, but largely we learn how to sort of joke about these things and, mm. and joking with, with the bully, we have to find the right time in the right place. It's got to be appropriate. You know, it can really disarm them. It takes mm. them back, you know, it, yeah. it pulls them back and that, cause they're not expecting it. Right. That humor response is totally opposite than the fear response right. or shame response they're wanting to receive. Right. Right. They would love to, you know, pick a fight and, and get you to, to fight them or battle mm. with them, or they would like to um, bring about embarrassment and shame mm. on you, yeah. not, not to mention wow. what the enemy wants to do in those moments. So um, to develop some tools to combat those things um, internally can be really helpful and can be helpful just lifelong in um battling that that mm -hmm. victim mindset i like what you said about um usually a bully is is doing acting out in that type of behavior because of a need that's not getting met or their own type of insecurity yeah i remember watching a comedy sketch um and it was about if bullies were honest and it was supposed to be really like humorous but it was like one of the most enlightening things like mm -hmm. i've ever seen about bullying and uh, he, you know, goes up to this kid at school and he's like, why are you reading? Loser books are for losers. And the kid's like, man, that really hurts my feelings. Why would you do that? And then the bully becomes honest. He goes, because I'm in fifth grade, but I'm reading at a second grade level. <laughs> and it makes me really insecure when I see other people doing things that I can't. And the kid's like, what? That was so, that was so vulnerable and profound. Thanks. Yeah. And then like, they keep going back and forth, but he, he's being honest. And it's always about an insecurity or a, me a need that's not being met yeah. at home. Yeah. So that's, I think that's true. Yeah. Can't I mean, be. I don't know, you know, how you, how you approach your child, <laughs> you know, who's getting bullied, you know, you, you, I don't know if you necessarily go up to him and say, well, that kid probably would they make fun of you. Oh, reading is probably because he's not a good reader, but just helping them. Uh, I mean, well, let's just talk maybe a little bit more about certain tools that you <laughs> use. So you said humor was a tool. Um, any other type of things that you help maybe even with your own kids, if they've ever gotten bullied, what are some of those other tools that you use? Yeah. And, and some of these are, can be kind of, uh, kind of controversial, <laughs> I think, That's right. but one would be, <laughs> that's all right. We're, that's fine. Um, so agreeing, like, agreeing. so yeah, the bully that comes up and, and says to you, like, why are you reading? Like only nerds read. You're like, I know I'm, I'm super nerdy. Just love books. You just, yeah. you, you know, like, what, what yeah. are they going to, what's what the they, response just, to that? They just keep going. And you're like, I know, man, I'm not arguing with you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's super disarming, you know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, that, that can be a tool again, kind of the humor route, um, you know, and, and the agreeing can even be kind of humorous too, right? Yeah. You're kind of smiling and being goofy about it while you're saying it. Yeah. Um, ignoring. Again, mm. can be can be good. I think that's true, um, but you know, and and sometimes there there are times where you got to stand up for yourself, yeah. and, and you do actually have to uh, to fight back. Not always physically, but um, you know, you just need to be um, bold and confident in yourself, 
Yeah, for for the things that you believe, right? And that that comes from Jesus too. I yeah. mean, he he didn't he didn't spend a ton of time like arguing with people. No, he didn't. Um, you know, he he spent a lot more time trying to equip people and help them understand who God really is. Um, the arguing he did do usually was in defense of those that that weren't good at defending themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also just thinking, you know, as a parent, you know, your job with you, with your kids is to really affirm and validate those qualities mm-hmm. in them that's been given to them by God. I think it, it could really, really wreck a child who's getting bullied if they don't have that type of validation at home. So when someone's yes. coming against them, they don't have anything to fall back upon because they're not getting that validation. So I think it's really important to develop relationship with your kids, see those gifts, those qualities, those things that make them unique, and then validate them on yes. a daily basis. So when someone attacks them, they, you know, they have some structure behind them, you know, no, I know who I am, right? you know, I, I'm secure, I'm comfortable. Um, I think that's a huge role as a parent. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's that, there's that balance in that too. You want to encourage and equip and point out the gifts in, in yeah. your child and the things that you see and, and, um, you know, but you don't want to go overboard with this, you know, uh, there, there was this self-esteem movement for a number of years that was basically just like, you know, just only give encouragement and say positive things to your kid mm. all the time. And it's like, they need to hear sometimes the yeah. things that they need to work on and right. corrections and things like that, because that's, well, they're a human being mm. and we all have things that we're working on. And so we have to find that balance. Yeah. Um, and that actually feels, uh, I mean, I believe that that actually builds confidence too, because you're treating them like a human being, not like, not like this thing that's, that's not real. Like they don't, do, do they hear you talking to everybody like that? Like yeah, everything right. you point. ever say is like point. positive and, and yeah. encouraging. Like, um, yes, you want to have those things, but at the same time, you want to have that kind of relationship where you're like, yeah, that is something I've seen you struggle with. That's something mm-hmm. that maybe, maybe you could work on and maybe I could help you with it. Or, uh, what do you think about that? That's good. Well, we're nearing the end of this podcast. Yeah. The final thing we do is the wisdom of the day. But before we do that, the one takeaway we take away from this podcast. Is there anything you'd like yeah. to share still about parenting that Yeah, you said you wrote down some some notes. If there's want. one thing you're yeah. like, we haven't gotten to this. I appreciate the fact that uh you've been really kind in this podcast, but we kind of yeah. dictate the way that it goes. If there's something still <laughs> in your heart that yeah. you'd like to share, please do. Yeah. Um the the one thing that that I think we hadn't talked about yet um for parents is not to lose yourself. In the you lose yourself in the role of parent. That is not the only role that mm. you've been given on earth. That's not your your yeah. only ministry. It's not your only mission. It's not your only gifting. Um, and kids actually need to see that mm. we are going somewhere. That actually develops um, confidence in them, and and probably more than confidence, security and safety yeah. for them to see that mom and dad have things that they're doing that 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 are not all about me. Uh, They have a calling on their life and they have a direction that they're going. I'm part of it. And, and, you know, gosh, I hope God has something like that for me too. You know, shocker, he does. Um, (laughs) But, you know, they, they get to see that playing out before them. That's awesome. That that we're on a path and that we're, we're following Jesus and we're going somewhere and we're bringing them with us. And they are not, our kids are not our identity. Yeah, that's, that's um, there. There's something that we are we're again a gift that we're given to steward and to shepherd for a time, um, but they they need that security and knowing that they're not responsible for us either. 
Mm-hmm. You know, their mm-hmm. their victories, their defeats, they're not ours to own. Uh, mm-hmm. We're there with them, but um, we, we don't need to put that kind of pressure on our kids. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's totally worth it. Well, we are now at the point (laughs) where we can freely share the wisdom of the day. Uh, Again, if you're new to this podcast, this is our time to really take an action step of what stood out. I know a lot of great wisdom has been shared and normally the wisdom of the day is different for each person. Maybe it's different for you, but we like to share our wisdom of the day. Would either of you like to start? I'll go. Awesome. Um, something you said earlier uh, about honor, which I thought was interesting, because a lot of times we just see honor as kind of a one a one way street, honoring those who are in authority. Absolutely, your kids need to learn honor. But you talked about honoring the gifts and qualities that God put in them, and you know, an honoring just means to highly esteem and value. So I really like that. That honor is being shown from both sides of the relationship: the parent to the child, and the child to the parent both with a mutual respect and esteem for one another. I think that's really going to help that kid flourish when they know that their parent sees their gifts and esteems and values their gifts. Mm. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to say I liked uh, the three approaches to bullying that you had mentioned Mm. today, ignoring humor and agreeing. I I, uh, I had an instance just this week here at work, which we're not going to call bullying because I don't want to sound like me? a victim. It included you, but oh. it was not from you. Uh, Wait, I was, was I, was I just, like just, the, I'm going to okay. get to the story, okay. man. It's all right. So we're at lunch. And uh, for those of you that aren't as familiar with Pastor Jonathan and I, we do video announcements at the church every week. And someone said, you know, I was watching and John, you really need to start bulking up. Jonathan is towering over you. So you need to start, you can't get any taller, start start putting on some muscle because, and, uh, you know, I, I responded by pushing back and it just grew the whole thing, which wasn't good. So I'm going to even apply this. So thank you. And agreeing humor and ignoring, I'm looking forward to working on it because true, we going to experience it all throughout our life, but why not start empowering our kids to dealing with it early? Yeah. That's good. Thank you. What do you got? um, You're up. Yeah, you were asking me, uh, it just kind of came to me, you were asking me about, you know, the whole school thing and and being in the culture and stuff like that. And I guess, you know, we we really want, at least I do, I want our kids to live kind of counterculturally, but they have to learn, they have to experience those things, they have to go through them. And so, releasing them enough to, to let them actually have those experiences and then being there to to walk with them after the fact. Um, I think is something that's kind of sticking with me even today that, um, you know, I, I probably, I probably need to ask more questions about that at home with my Mm -hmm. kids, like ask them questions about what did you encounter that, that goes against maybe your beliefs or your values and, uh, how were you challenged and what will you do with that challenge? You know, it's, it's interesting to me what you just shared. It seems like a safer environment to start exposing your children at an earlier age because the stakes are going to be small and you're going to be able to build a yeah. relation with your child to help empower them. Where a lot of people keep their children so guarded through, I'm not against Christian education anyway. I've gotten a lot <laughs> of Christian education. <laughs> Again, I'm just trying to clear that. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're guarded. They're around only Christian kids. And when they're in elementary school, middle school and high school, and then they go off to college and they're not in yeah. their parents' house and they get boom, hit with it all. And you haven't built that empathetic relational exposure. Mm. 
And now it's a lot harder to deal with. Yeah. So that's good. I like what you shared on that. That's yeah, great. That's really good. You awesome. both looked at me. Well, like, I'm gonna oh. say <laughs> what Dan just <laughs> said. Like, it was all really good. We had a really good podcast today. And again, thank you, Dan. How can people yeah. get acquainted with you? Get the resources you have so they can get help with their life, their family's life. Yeah, uh, trailheadchristian.com is our, our website, and you can find all of our counselors on there. You can read kind of their backgrounds and bios and all that stuff, and uh, phone number, email, all that all that contact info is on there. So, yeah, we're, we're available. Reach out and, and connect. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank awesome. you so much. Thanks for having me. And it's our practice to have the guest <laughs> pray us out of the podcast. Would you be willing to pray us out? I'd be honored. Awesome. awesome. Uh, Lord God, thank you so much for this time with, with John and Jonathan. Thank you for the opportunity to, to be here and talking about the things that are on our hearts. Uh, it is our prayer that you know, the things that we spoke about today would be, would be an encouragement and an equipping for those that listen. Uh, we don't have all the answers. We know that's you. And uh, the best that we can do is just share the things that you've been teaching us uh, with one another and, and with uh, the world at large and pray that people would, would receive things in, in a way that would affect their lives in the way that they think and in the way that they process things and uh, that they'd be able to live lives more, more fully um, with you and, and, and from the things that you have to share. And, and so that we can be uh, a light in our communities, uh, Lord, in our in our schools, in our churches, in our grocery stores, and and all the places where we come into contact with people. Uh, we pray that we'll be we'll be salt and light to this world, uh, Lord. You know that it needs it. Uh, thank you again for this time. We love you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Amen. thank you again. Dan, and thank you, podcast listener, for being faithful to listen every week. If you haven't yet, why don't you subscribe, leave a rating and a review. I'll say this really quick. There was a review left last week, very positive and encouraging review, but they used my like Twitter handle and Instagram handle as their, as their name. So it seems like I reviewed my own podcast. <laughs> I'm here to tell you... <laughs> As, as these two great gentlemen and God is my witness, I did not leave that review. <laughs> so whoever you were, that's funny, but you should change your name. <laughs> yeah, I really believe this uh, podcast is is helpful. So yeah. if it helped you, share it with someone else. Yeah. Spread the word out, and uh, we'll we aren't going to see you. This isn't video recorded, but you can hear us next time on the Sewing <laughs> and Growing Podcast with J and J.